guys welcome back to the beyond the filter podcast i'm paulina and i'm alexis and today we are talking about something that we both feel very strongly about very and that's that career anxiety sucks literally the worst especially as someone in their mid-20s early 20s i guess more mid are we mid you're 24 i just turned 25 that makes me feel old. I don't like that. No, I was going <laughs> to say, I still consider myself early 20s, but I guess that time has now passed. Unfortunately, mm. we're not there anymore. <laughs> I know. But we know we're not the only ones going through this. We send each other TikToks constantly um, of other people that are around our age mm-hmm. and they're also going through this. So we totally get it. And it freaking sucks. Especially right now with the job market, which I'm sure... We'll rant about later, but yeah. it's just not a great time. It's not. I know somebody um, who I think they've been looking for a new job for like a year, but I constantly see posts on LinkedIn of people saying like after 300 applications, I mm-hmm. just had one yes for an interview and that was a job that I got. So that's just yeah. a taste into what it looks like. Like it's, it's draining and it's probably very discouraging. Especially the like... I guess career path we're both on kind of like social media marketing everybody's doing it and everyone wants a work from home job yeah like we have right now yeah it's just I wish more companies would like get on board with working remotely because it's amazing so I have high hopes for our generation and then the younger generations Mm -hmm. too that eventually working in office won't be a thing it's just it's bad for a lot of reasons I know it's there's just like no work-life balance I mean yeah maybe some people disagree with that but yeah if I could work from home for the rest of my life that'd be fine I know I know some people like to go into the office too like if they have kids you know it's just everybody's lifestyle so different but one of my friends had a baby recently and she was saying that she prefers working from home or doing hybrid yeah um just because it's nice to like get out every you know two days a week whatever it is but also because daycare apparently is really expensive. I've heard it can cost thousands. Yeah. Like a year. Yeah. And just like maybe even thousands a month. And I'm like, mm, I'm nowhere near having a kid soon. Nope. But Nobody can afford it yeah. anymore. So. Not in this economy. Yeah. And then since we've both worked in an office before mm-hmm. and I've never done hybrid. You did hybrid. Yeah. Um, but you commuted from Orange County to LA. <laughs> Which was rough. Yeah. But... I don't mind hybrid. I think it is a good, nice balance, but also at the same time being fully remote, like me going to a coffee shop, I consider Mm -hmm. like good enough. I know. Yeah. I really like being remote too. I've never done hybrid, but I think like two or three days wouldn't be horrible depending on, you know, how far the commute is and traffic. I think the most Mm -hmm. would be like 30 minutes (laughs) before it gets draining. So basically, I don't know how we got into that, but (laughs) we're not talking about... about commuting in the office life well the point is is that when you have career anxiety it just I feel like just with the society that we live in um it's pretty normal to hear other people complaining about their jobs Mm -hmm. um if they're upset about their job that kind of takes up their lives and their mood and I think we've both done a lot of work recently to realize that that doesn't have to be the reality of things so basically we're here to tell you that 
career anxiety sucks um and i blame society for that <laughs> i do too and social media which i guess is the same thing as yeah. society but especially like instagram and facebook yeah but we're here to just remind you that we've done a lot of work to realize that your career doesn't have to be your life it doesn't have to be your whole personality there's more to life than just your job so we're kind of here to like just basically remind you of that today and give you tips on how to I guess improve your career anxiety so that it's not so overwhelming or even like stop the spiraling thoughts of like just a job and like life post-college oh my god post high school like I feel like I'm not gonna figure things out or have things settled till I'm like in my 30s yeah remember how young we were in like high school and we're like oh my god 25 year olds ah they have it easy. They have got their <laughs> lives together. <laughs> I like had this whole plan. I'm like, I'm going to be married by 25. Yep. I'm going to have kids by 27. Mm. Mm, considering I've never had a boyfriend, I think I'm a little behind. <laughs> that's on a that. conversation <laughs> for another day. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's um, coming anytime soon. I, I remember I had it on my like bucket list slash like vision board slash mm. wish list that by the time I was 25, I was going to be, I would have like moved to New York by now. Yeah. If you don't know my dream for so long. Well, originally it was San Francisco and then it went mm-hmm. to New York City. I went bigger <laughs> and I decided <laughs> and better. Yeah. I decided New York was it and I'm going to move there. And that was before I realized how expensive <laughs> New York was. And I was just like so convinced that I was going to be working at like a big fashion house in New York. Um, I wasn't really sure like what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be Rachel Green from Friends. Like that was my dream. I'm 25, not moving to New York anytime soon. Don't really plan on it anymore. (laughs) It's too expensive out there. I'm going to move to Seattle. Like you totally did like a 180. I did. I was like, I want to move to the mountains. Mm -hmm. Just because. So I actually saw um, like... Not necessarily my dream. I guess my old me's version of a dream job. It was in New York City. Um, what was it working? Was it Coach? Ooh. It was one of those brands. Yeah. Um, just a brand that I loved. I'm totally blanking. It might have been Coach, but I'm also remembering Ralph Lauren for some reason. I don't know. Wait, wasn't it Ralph Lauren? I just saw this like a day ago. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something else that we were talking about, like literally last year probably yeah so I saw a job to be um I think it was an assistant merchandiser which hello mm-hmm. Rachel Green yeah literally her job and that's kind of what I'm doing now so I was like oh my god I looked at the pay is it bad horrible it was in New <sighs> York City okay the um the office was in Times Square mm-hmm. so a very expensive area yeah it was the pay. I think it said forty five to fifty two thousand dollars a year. Oh my god, that's not even livable. That's less than what I make now. Yeah, you would have to have like four roommates. Yes. I yeah. Was like, How can anybody afford that? No. And that's a job that you need experience for. That is not a job you can get straight out of college where yeah. you could accept lower pay. Mm-hmm. No. And I was like, when I saw that, I just felt a little discouraged, just because, like we said in the past. We're not full-time content creators yet, unfortunately. We're nine-to-five girlies right now. One day. One I'm really day. one day. Yeah. So, like, you know, in the meantime, <laughs> we have to have a job and we want it to be a job that allows us to live our lives and continue mm-hmm. doing this. And it's just so discouraging when you see things like that where you're like, what am I supposed to do? Because that's something I, I love fashion. I love 
working with fashion like I do right now. But then you see how little the pay is. So it's like, what am I doing all of this for? I feel like a lot of companies take advantage of yes. like recent grads or even just like, I mean, what? I've been out of college for two years. I guess mm-hmm. maybe that's a recent grad kind of. Yeah. But there's a few beauty companies. One that I really love, but I won't name in case I ever do get a job there. Oh my there. God, tell me after. Yeah. <laughs> um, that... Their starting pay for associate levels is like really bad. And I'm like, seriously. Like, like what? Do you remember? I think like 21 an hour. Yikes. And I'm like, you guys make millions of dollars per year mm-hmm. and you can't even pay like 25. And that's still low. I know. To live in California. I won't share how much I make, but let me just say that you would think mm-hmm. for the amount that I make, you would be like comfortable. Nope. If you're not and I'm married. I have two yeah. incomes. And not that we're struggling, but just to give some perspective, San Diego was just named the most mm, expensive city that. to live in yeah. in the country. <laughs> and if you would have told 15-year-old, 15-year-old me how much my husband and I make combined now, you'd be like, oh, my God. That's you guys great. are so comfortable. Yeah. Like, you know, you guys are good. You guys are taken care of. No. So the point is, is that... I don't even know whoever came up with the term dream job. No, no, because you can't have, <laughs> I I don't know how to word this. Like, I think you should have a job that you love. It's just, it's kind of backwards that the job that, for example, that we love in this industry, it's like, you can't afford to just have a job that you love. Yeah. Especially with fashion and entertainment and I guess beauty too. Like, unless you're someone at a senior level mm-hmm. or like I don't know the COO or something I feel like it's not livable like all these companies just don't want to pay people the right amount for no. like the amount of responsibilities that are listed and like I feel like they also take advantage of people that are kind of desperate to get their dream yes. job and they're willing mm-hmm. to do anything okay like in the show the bull type yeah oh my god um, I love that show yeah when uh what's her name Sutton she really yeah. wanted to stop being um, an assistant mm-hmm. so she started working in styling and I don't know if you remember but she was doing great but like she also wasn't getting paid well she I think yeah. she got a a pay not a, a pay bump no pay bump is when it's higher a pay decrease yeah mm-hmm. I don't remember but basically like the things you go through I don't know they just take advantage of you yeah especially in like funner quote-unquote yeah industries I, remember, like remember, that. I remember there was part of the show. Am I getting confused with another show? I might be thinking of the Double Wars Prada. <laughs> I know. Those well, are so similar, both of them. It's like the same kind of storyline yeah. a little bit. But I remember, like, she wasn't happy. Somebody, either it was Sutton from the Bull Type or um, Andy from the Double Wars Prada. But I remember she wasn't, like, happy with her career. And they were like, okay, well, then somebody else will be more than happy to take your place. And I think a lot of companies know that. So yep. they're just going to mm-hmm. like boss you around. They're yeah. going to take advantage of you. They're going to be mean. And as somebody who's been working in the fashion industry, let me let you in on a little secret. Ooh. The devil wears Prada is not really an exaggeration. I could see that. Some parts a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, same so with entertainment. I feel like they both go hand in hand. It's rough out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um. 
And it made Alexis and I both have like an identity crisis because we're like, what are we doing all this for? We're having a midlife crisis right now because of our careers. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this podcast pops off. (laughs) Hopefully this is the one that goes viral because I think we could talk about this for hours if we wanted to. Yeah. I was talking to my therapist about like the whole concept of dream jobs because I was saying how when I was younger, like I said, I always wanted to live in New York City and work in like a, a big well-known fra- fashion brand and I just had like I wanted to be the double worst Prada yeah and I realized that the more I kept kind of thinking about like I don't have my dream job yet I'm not there this you know I just kept kind of being like once I get my dream job I'm gonna be happy I think when you fantasize there's a fine line between fantasizing and letting it motivate you and that if or on the other end of the spectrum it's like if you don't have that you're going to be depressed. You're going to be upset. You're going to be like, I don't have what I want yet. I'm not happy. I'm not going to be happy until I get what I want, what yeah. I want. And then you're going to be missing out on everything that you're doing now. You're not mm-hmm. going to be as present. No. So I don't know. I just feel like if you're always looking for something better, you're never going to be happy. No. Yeah. I agree with that. And I don't think it helps really that like, I feel like our generation kind of grew up on TV shows and movies and like social media seeing everybody's highlight reels and Mm -hmm. all that you don't realize how slow things take like yeah things don't happen as quickly as nope so you're just used to everything moving so fast on social Mm -hmm. media even on tiktok now you can like change the playback speed i've definitely done that before i do i don't have the attention span to watch like a three minute video i'm like talk faster me too so i put it in like 2x speed or like 1.5 And sometimes when I do it, I'm like, you need to chill. (laughs) And it's just not that deep. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like that just translate to translates to everyday life. Like, I don't think I think it's just hard for people around our age to understand how slowly changes happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It takes a while for these things to happen. I feel like everyone's always looking for a quick fix. What did Kim Kardashian say? Nobody wants to work these. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Get your ass up and get to work she like i feel like got canceled for that but i support like she i understand what she was trying to say i just don't know if her delivery was the best way Mm because i like i think what she was trying to say is that basically what we're saying is that like people want a quick fix yeah and just with our generation like i don't i'm not blaming anybody super like i do this we do this yes you want things to happen quickly. I'm very impatient and I personally blame like the generation that we live in. Mm-hmm. Everything's quick. Everything's fast. You don't really have to wait no. for things. And so I think what she was just implying is that like these things take time. You have to put into the work. And especially with this um manifestation like era yeah. that people are in, I think it's great to manifest. But what I think a lot of people forget to include in that is that you have to work to make your manifestations come true i think mm-hmm. the manifestation part is more of just like a wish and then you gotta work put for in the it. work you yeah. can't just wish and then it'll happen it's unless you're like a witchy person and then <laughs> it's like all those people that comment claiming on tiktok yeah. <laughs> yeah i think you like gotta put yeah. in the work so that's i think what she was trying to say but the delivery she was it was a bit insensitive too because there's so many people where it takes like we're privileged to be able to say that and yeah. she's privileged to be able to say that and I think that's where she went wrong mm-hmm. I understand the message though yeah I like get her meaning behind it because I honestly I don't know this is a hot take but I feel like yes the way Kim got famous 
you know, is what it questionable. is. Questionable. Yeah, it's questionable, but she like can never do wrong in my eyes because I feel like she's just a, like she's a businesswoman. Like she does it all. She does so many yep. things with like her skims and then I see her life as a mom too and like I think she's addressed that like she has a lot of help with her kids obviously. Yeah. But she's like it still takes a village even like for me to like yeah. raise four kids. And so, I don't know. I just feel like I have a lot of respect for her. I feel like uh, up until that point where she said that, she's never really came across as somebody who was, like, ungrateful. Yeah. Or I think she's always made it pretty known that she's very privileged. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I do feel like she made the most of her image. Like, she knew how to run with that people were starting yeah. to pay attention to her. And she took it and she ran with <laughs> and it. And she <laughs> ran with the wind. Yes. Her and Kris Jenner. Yeah. Ugh marketing geniuses yes. anyways <laughs> <laughs> that little side note and then also with like social media and things it's just easy to compare yourself to where everybody is and like how we were saying you want everything to happen so quickly it doesn't help that if you see somebody in your dream career right now mm-hmm. you're just gonna be like why aren't I there yet yeah. that's what I want why can't I have it and I am guilty of that right now i would say I am too and like something my therapist has taught me is like when you feel yourself spiraling like distract yourself even if it's for like a minute or two to like stop those spiraling thoughts but sometimes I feel like it's so hard to just like put your phone down and not compare yourself because then you just get in your head for like the rest of the day yeah my issue right now I just talked to her about this um last week I think but basically this whole career anxiety thing, it's like, I'm so passionate about this because I'm going through it right now. <laughs> Wait, we didn't even explain to them like our career path thus far. Oh, should we do that? Yeah. Okay, let me finish my thoughts so okay. I don't forget. And then we'll give a little backstory. I, I'm going to be a little bit broad because I don't want anybody to like find me. <laughs> I feel like mine's questionable. Yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. we'll see how far detail yeah. I go. <laughs> <laughs> we actually didn't plan for that at all. No. So we'll see. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Uh oh. Oh, that the career anxiety oh. thing. It's very like apparent for me right now. And my spiraling mindset has been I know I want to be a full time content creator. Same. Um, I love doing our podcast. Like this mm-hmm. is my passion project right now and I'm so proud of like what we've been able to do. I really see this going far and I'm really excited about it. Um uh, my TikTok has been growing more lately and I sell style guides on Etsy. Like I just see myself being like a digital creator. I love just creating content. Um, I love coming up with new ideas, all that. And I like planning out like our podcast, what we're going to do. It's just, this is just really fun. It's fun. And I think we're both really good at it. Um, And I just see myself doing Mm -hmm. something like this for a long time, just creating. And I've been just feeling very frustrated with the fact that I can't make this my full-time career because of how expensive life is. So I've been kind of spiraling where I'm like, I know what I want. There are other people Mm -hmm. who are doing things that I'm doing full-time. When I reach out to brands, not everybody's willing to work with me because I have a smaller following or whatever it is. Um, And it's just so like discouraging, especially because I've been trying to create content for years. Yeah. Like three years, I think I've been consistent with it. And it's so discouraging when it's like, I don't, that I'm not there basically, that I'm not able to make a living off of it full time where I could 
quit my job and like pursue this because this is at the end like my even though we hate it the term this is my dream yes so it's like it sucks and then that's what I was doing what I was saying earlier is that because I'm not living my dream trigger warning dream (laughs) trigger warning tw dream (laughs) yep since I'm not living like my dream I for a long time was feeling like I was going through a depression like earlier in October where I was like I'm just so it sucks that's the best way to put it it does it sucks but so if anybody else is feeling that way just you're not alone but um my therapist suggested that getting sunshine helps a lot a Mm -hmm. lot so I met with her last week every single day since then I have been going outside three times a day I'll do it in the morning the afternoon and then sunset like I said in the last episode too but um that has honestly helped me a lot I feel like it helps me be more present and just get out of my little bubble sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're just like sitting at your desk you know you're just like in your own world and you're thinking about like the same thoughts probably yeah and then you just kind of spiral because you think what you're going through is like such a big deal yeah that the minute you step outside and you look at the leaves blowing in the wind you look at birds flying around you see like kids playing outside you see people going on walks by themselves or runs and you just look at the sky like it puts things into perspective for a second where it's like okay like there's so much more going on right now this is just a phase of my life that I'm in and it's not it doesn't have to be my forever uh, yeah yeah what I'm going through is temporary it's temporary so that has helped me a lot in the past week Kali my husband he told me yesterday he's like I noticed a huge difference in your mood the past week and I was like it's the walking yeah you're like (laughs) it's the vitamin d like what we talked about in our last episode it helps a lot it really does so if you can if you just feel yourself going through a spiral just like as hard as it may be just put your phone down listen to I don't know podcasts music go for a walk just get fresh air and Mm -hmm. then just just let it out yeah (laughs) just breathe yeah okay want to talk about our background I guess well I guess I'll start with I graduated college in 2021 I got my degree in communications I guess I like won't say what school I went to but obviously if you know me and you're listening to this you know what school I graduated from. I was going to share where I went. Oh, you were? Does it matter? I don't think so. Now that For I'm safety about purposes, it. does it matter? No. Hmm. No, because they're like public. I think so. Okay. <laughs> well. If you're, <laughs> and it's up to you. Yeah. Whatever you want to share. Well, I graduated from Chapman, which is in Orange County. It's a private college. Um. So yeah, I graduated there in 2021. And little fun fact is I actually got rejected from there oh that's yeah. right you were depressed <laughs> and you know what I fought my way in and it she worked did. so never give up on your quote-unquote dreams <laughs> <laughs> we hate that word yeah <laughs> but we keep using yeah, it yeah I'm like I don't I don't know how to feel about it but <laughs> yeah I originally applied to the film school because if you didn't know I think it's the second best film school in the country I'm wow. pretty sure USC's first which checks out yeah but yeah I applied as a broadcast journalism major and they were like no (laughs) um and then I was like um rude because so many people I knew went there and I really wanted to go there because of like the experiences you can get out Mm -hmm. of like having Chapman on your resume basically and so I wrote an appeal letter 
explaining me my reasoning why they were wrong and I'm right. Ah! <laughs> and it worked. So I don't know what our age range is with this podcast since we just started. But if you're in high school and you get rejected, always appeal. That's yeah. my advice. Like, yep. honestly, it works because my mom had put it into perspective. Like, how many people do you actually or do you actually think appeal? Like, take the time to write an appeal letter. And, like, and back it, up their reasoning. And also, I feel like the people who take the time to do it, they mm-hmm. obviously really want to go yes. to this school. Yeah. So, I would assume, I would hope schools have a heart. Mm-hmm. These admissions people. Counselors, yeah. yeah, they have a heart. And it was a very expensive school. So, I'm like, do you want my money or not? <laughs> You're like, that's what I don't get. I'm like, I'm going to pay you either way. Yeah, I'm like, I'm Just literally let me begging in. to go here. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I ended up with my little communications degree, and I interned for NBC, but specifically E, I think 2019? Mm -hmm. Sounds right. I feel like people ask me, like, oh, how did you, like, intern there? And all I tell them is I met some lady at a cookie shop one day, and she sent her friend my resume. That's so nice of her. Yeah, and so, like, I don't know. That's just, like, a weird way to get your foot in the door but it worked and then it landed me my full-time job in 2021 which I feel like I fought for in a way I don't know they weren't hiring for a while but I just kept emailing my old like internship manager Mm -hmm. that I would go to and so when they finally had a full-time position in November of 2021 I guess I emailed her at the right time snatched that yeah I snatched it (laughs) it's great for the first year and a half I mean, I didn't, like, hate it, like, when I started. I think just the company went through a lot of changes. Yeah. And I just felt like I was almost stuck in my position. Like, I had the experience, and I felt like I was ready to move up, but they weren't ready. Mm -hmm. And I also just felt like I wasn't getting the opportunities that I thought I was going to get when I first signed up for this job. So, that's... I feel like mainly why I left, but I think like what led me to that full-time job was between my internship and getting my full-time position. I did a lot of other different internships. And so I think especially in entertainment, it's like who you know. It is. I feel like you could apply to so many entertainment-based jobs on like Hollywood careers or like LinkedIn and stuff like that. But I feel like it comes down to who you know, who you're networking with. I think that's where a lot of the job opportunities come from. So that's my little career path. I now work in marketing. <laughs> Do you feel like you still have career anxiety now that you have a, a new job that you like more than your last job? I'm not going to lie, which I don't think I've told you this till right now. I like miss it like entertainment. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. That's kind of surprising. She was very like over it yeah for the past couple months at her her last job and like granted i've literally left e like two months ago three months ago really it's only been that long wait we're in november yeah Yeah, like three oh my god and i'm like i already missed it i want to go back (laughs) you're like i love the toxicity yeah no (laughs) um i don't know i i like my job now it's definitely like less stressful but i think nothing's gonna hit the same as entertainment like you're just reporting on celebrities all day and like even though award shows are stressful it's like oh I know I'm gonna have FOMO when like I see my friends working award shows and especially because I have some friends that have gone 
or moved on to like bigger and better things from E, which are like I'm super happy for them. But at the same time, I think there's still a little bit of like FOMO and kind of like that comparison aspect. I wonder if it has something to do with that. That was your dream job. Yeah. You had your basically maybe like not the tasks you were doing was necessarily like your dream job, Mm -hmm. but your dream in high school was to work at E! News. Like you wanted that. You wanted to work in entertainment. You wanted to do award shows. For a while, it was like red carpets. I know that ended up changing, but like that was your dream and you were doing it. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up not turning out to be exactly what like you had. Yeah. I guess hyped it up to be so then when it kind of just I don't know I guess when you came to terms with the fact that it was like this isn't what I had imagined Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's like now you feel FOMO but also maybe you're grieving a little bit and you're kind of I am yeah and maybe you're just like I don't know I think I've heard this this I don't know this from experience I've just heard it on TikTok that when people when they go through relationships and after the fact like it wasn't a good relationship and then after the fact um, like years later, you kind of start thinking about that person again and you're like, they were really nice to yeah. me. Like they were so great. Why did I break up with them? You just kind of romanticize it. But then if you were to go back to it, it's like, be back it's to not like, for you. Yeah. So like I wonder, environment. I wonder if it's because it was your dream job for so long. Like now that you're not in it anymore, mm-hmm. you're grieving it still. So then you're romanticizing your time there. But like yeah. you weren't happy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I definitely was not happy the last like year and a half. No, I think maybe the first year it was fun because we had like all of our shows still before they got like canceled and whatnot. Yeah. And I feel like I was working more on set. But I think honestly, maybe that could be it. I don't know. It was such a huge part of my life. It was and for like, a long time. Because I technically count like 2019 to like this year of just being like E, even though I've yeah. had like stuff in between. But like to go from that like wasn't the goal an internship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to a full time position. I just feel like it became a part of me. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think we've talked about this before. It's like if you have a cool job, it makes you feel better. So like whenever I would tell yep. people I work at E, they're like, oh my god that's so cool like what do you do and I would tell them what I did and people would be like oh my god like you're doing so amazing and mm-hmm. it's just like almost that validation that maybe I don't see that's myself exactly what it is that was yeah. actually one of the points we wanted to talk about I have it on my notes somewhere but basically that like your job it doesn't have to be your whole personality mm-hmm. because when it does I feel like you almost don't allow yourself to I don't know, like if you don't like it and it's not what you like chalked it up to be. Yeah. You're like, well, if not that, then what? Mm-hmm. This is my whole personality. That's, you're like, I can't, yeah. I can't give this up because if, if I'm not doing this, like I had always dreamed it would be, what would everybody think? Yeah. When everybody thinks I have such a cool job. Exactly. And I had to let go of that too because like my dream was to move to New York and work for a big fashion company. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even kidding. I found this out last year. Not that this is the case for you, but this is what it was for me that in therapy, I realized that one of the reasons is because I'm not going to say I was bullied in high school, but I really wanted to just be liked basically. And if I were to have a job somewhere very well known, like somewhere like E! News or Coach, whatever, and I was working like at the corporate level and doing like 
I don't know. It doesn't even matter what the job itself was, honestly. If just I could doing just something cool, basically for a cool of, brand, yeah. so that I could tell people, and mm-hmm. then they would know what the brand was. Like all I wanted was to work for like a renowned brand. Yeah, and so that when I tell people, they'd be like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" But they don't know anything about what you're doing. Like, yeah, exactly. Because they don't care, to be honest. No, and that was all I wanted. I just wanted to like tell people and they would think I was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, wow, I feel special. I, I think know. that's literally the same thing. Like I was feeling too. Yeah. Well, my story, um, I went to FITM, the fashion Institute of design and merchandising for two years. I just got my AA. Um, because school's expensive. <laughs> very, very expensive. <laughs> and I have student loans now, which is great, which adds to my career anxiety, honestly. Yeah, honestly, Sam, I'm like, sorry I didn't have uh, two parents. <laughs> I wish. Um, I wish I was like a trust fund kid. Yeah, a Nepo baby. The things I would have oh, done with my, my money. <laughs> honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went to the Fashion Institute. Um, that's actually where I met Jackie. We were roommates. Um, so I had a really great time there. I learned a lot. That's where my love for fashion actually started. I went in there fully thinking I was going to be an interior designer one day. Mm-hmm. I have high school yearbook signatures of people being for my senior year, people being like, design my house one day. Like, I oh can't wait to see you on like HGTV or whatever. Yeah. Cause they knew I was going to like move to LA and people just think you're going to be like a big shot. Imagine so, you were like on House Hunters or no, something. No, I or, like, know those flipping houses. <sighs> I used to <laughs> flipper flop. Yes, I yeah. used to love that show. But yeah, so I fully thought I was going to be an interior designer. Um, and I went in there and I was like, I actually really love fashion and styling. And from there, I got a job working. I was a stylist at a retail store, which I had a lot of fun doing. I had like my own little client book. Yeah. I was putting outfits together, like based on the clients and their body type. I just learned so much about styling for a client and it's not about like what you like, it's for them. Mm -hmm. And I just loved it. From there, um, I got my first like corporate retail job for a bathing suit company and I learned a lot there and I realized I really like working corporate retail um, I just feel like I have a lot of great ideas and what better way to like I guess put those out there than working at the corporate level so I'm still working not at that company anymore but I'm still working in like corporate retail right now um, which I really like doing I think it's a lot of fun I like understanding like customer behaviors and things yeah. like that um, so I enjoy the industry that I'm working in but I still think of it as like I separate my passions from my job basically I feel like I did a lot of work to realize that my full-time job is just that it's my full-time job it's what pays the bills um and I don't hate it I that was actually one of the tips that I had is that yeah I understand the world that we live in and things are expensive and whatever um, but if you could find a job that doesn't make you miserable basically like I'm not gonna say my job that I have right now is like my dream job. It's not my dream company, but I like it. I think I'm good at it. And I'm just going to accept my job for what it is. And basically that it pays for my lifestyle and that it allows me to do things like this, like my passions, Yeah. Yeah. And that there's more to life than just my job. So I kind of let go of that whole dream job thing, maybe like a year ago. And I think that's when I started to grow more on social media because 
I just learned this recently too, but to detach yourself from the outcome of things. Mm -hmm. And so like at first posting TikToks and stuff started out as a hobby, but I'm like, wait, no, like I like you actually want to do this. I'm really, and I think I'm good at it. And I've had like styling clients that are, that prove to me that I'm like, I'm actually good at what I'm doing and it just makes me feel good inside. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. But in terms of the career anxiety, it just, it becomes very apparent because I can't do what I'm extremely passionate about, which is this stuff that I'm talking about. I can't do that full time. So that's kind of where I'm like, I start to compare myself to like Alex Earl, Mm -hmm. um, Bella, what's her name? Bella Porch. Isn't that the singer? Or she started she was, on social media, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, just people who started on social media, and then now they're, like, big. Or, yeah, like, I guess Charlie totally. D'Amelio and Dixie D'Amelio, like... Addison Ray. Yeah. I love her. I don't want Addison <laughs> Ray slander in my DMs. <laughs> oh, my God, no. She's, She's amazing. So yeah. But, yeah, basically, that's where my career anxiety stems from. I think mine is, like... Yes, I would love to be, like, a content creator full-time one day, which I definitely, like, hope, you know, one day our podcast is big enough. to like, leave us a review. <laughs> yeah, dear media, call us. <laughs> we do. We are gonna. We said we're going to make a vision board for In our podcast. Weeks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of my career anxiety, like, right now, at least how I feel, it's, I still feel like I'm on the come down from leaving entertainment probably it's still fresh yeah and it's like it almost feels like an open wound which like kind of sounds dramatic but I feel like I haven't fully left it Mm -hmm. and it's like now the writer's strike is over the actor's strike is over so things are coming back into production and so like up again everyone's gonna like start hiring but at the same time I feel like I'm in a weird place like I love entertainment and I don't think any job will bring me excitement like how it does yeah. for me but at the same time like my friends or family are here that's and the that's thing. the biggest part like if yes. I like were to go back I would still feel like I'm coming back home a lot because like and you would here. be giving up oh yeah I'm like <laughs> the only reason why I would come back home <laughs> for me <laughs> yes no and you would be giving up so much mm-hmm. of the things that matter yeah. to you which you didn't really, re- I don't think you really realize how important these things were up until like this year. Yeah. Because you would come back constantly. I think like what you were saying, how just like this past year, I've realized that like family and friends and having a life outside of work. Because like I, let me tell you guys my schedule or my old <laughs> schedule. Your old one. Let's, it was a lot. Let's go over this. So Monday and Fridays, I'd work from home, which was a sleigh. Because, <laughs> um, you know, no driving. And I also want to say that I understand it was my choice to live in Orange County yeah, and commute. Like, I'm fully aware of that. And even when I was going through some struggles and, like, shared that with my supervisor at work, like, I took responsibility. Like, I knew it was a commute. And also, just for reference, so in case you're not from the u.s or california (laughs) in case you're in like england yeah we love you (laughs) we actually saw we had a listener in brussels yes so let's just like you're listening (laughs) so for reference um la is up north from san diego it's like a two hour two and a half hour drive depending Mm -hmm. on traffic because la traffic is horrible maybe three hours sometimes Yeah, yeah depending so um let's just say like downtown LA like you would probably expect to get there within like two and a half hours without traffic Mm -hmm. um from San Diego 
So Orange County, San Diego's the border town from Mexico. Orange County is in between L.A. and San Diego. Yeah. It's like from from San Diego to Orange County, it's like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And with then no traffic. with no traffic. Yeah. And then that's very important because there's tons yes, of traffic. For context, no traffic. <laughs> in Southern California, there's tons of traffic. And then, yeah, from Orange County to LA, it was probably like with traffic, I guess like two hours. Yeah. But I used to drive, I also used to live in LA. And it just, it honestly just depends. Like I used to live in downtown LA. I had a Disneyland pass, and Disneyland is in Orange County. And sometimes it would take me 30 minutes. Like it just depends. Yeah. But continue with your <laughs> schedule. I just wanted to give like a little bit of context. <laughs> yeah. I remember I always used to pass by your old apartments on the 101 because I would oh be God. stuck in traffic there. And I just think of you. The life jacking I had over there. Oh my there. God. I'm like, good times. That is a time. <laughs> a story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So going back to my little schedule, I was hybrid two days a week. And then I think Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. I would go in office. And so I would wake up at six which she knows fine because I do that now but when I was waking up at six I would have to leave my apartment by like 7 20 7 40 was really pushing it that was a little stressful so 7 40 the latest let's say I would sit in the car till 9 30 <laughs> maybe 9 45 sometimes even 10 and then I would go to work for eight hours and then get off, you know, sometimes 5, sometimes 5.30. And I'd get home at 7.30 and then have to uh, still cook dinner, take a shower. I'd watch TV because I want to relax. Yeah. And so I was going to bed at like 11 and it was just the same cycle like the next day. And it's so draining sitting yeah. in the car for that long. Mm-hmm. And then how are you supposed to have time to like socialize? Yeah. It's like my therapist told me, I think maybe earlier this year she's like you don't have a life you just go to work and then you <laughs> sit like, in the car a lot <laughs> I'm like I tried everything because even though maybe I wasn't happy at that job for the past like year I still like loved it deep down so I was like trying all the things to make sure before I make any decisions you so wanted to make it work yeah yeah and so for a period of time I was like going to workout classes after work to at least kill some of the traffic but then I get home at 8 8 30 yeah so it's like is that really helping like it's dark yeah <laughs> especially with daylight savings like this time last year oh my gosh but yeah so that was my little schedule and I feel like I'm still like regulating my stress levels honestly from the past like year yeah I think it's gonna be it's gonna an take adjustment. a minute yeah so what you were saying about like um I don't or how I was saying, I don't think like you realize how important it was to be around like your friends and family because that's where they are. Like we're yeah. all here. And so you were driving back and forth all the time. And this goes into like one of the points that we wanted to make today was like you have to reevaluate what you want in life. You don't have to think like five, ten years from now, but I mean, I guess that's not a bad, that's actually a good journal prompt. If you envision your life in like five to 10 years, what does that look like? Where would you live? What type of house are you living in? Um, Are you in a relationship? What, what are you doing for fun? What type of hobbies do you have? What would your job be? Is your life, is the life you're living now like supporting that? You could think about all that. But I think once you start reevaluating like the bigger picture, what you 
want in life, it'll help you make decisions right now. And like yeah, I said, like totally, I think it's good to think big, big picture. So if you want to envision your life that far in advance, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, but also just know like, it's okay if things change, look how much our lives have changed I since know. college. Yeah. I fully believed I was going to be an interior designer and I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, Yeah. I fully believed I was going to be in New York by now. And I'm, I don't want to anymore. I want to yeah. live in the mountains. So <laughs> you're like, I'm good. Yeah. And like just so much changes. So big picture is great. Um, but just, I, I guess this kind of goes hand in hand with what I was saying earlier is like you have to detach yourself from the outcome too but I think doing a journal prompt like that one it'll help just it'll help you reevaluate what your goals are like what's your have you heard the term true north no it's basically like what is your your purpose your passion like what say like your calling yeah, yeah what matters to you so once you figure that out I think a lot of your decisions will be more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just helps with work-life balance at the end of the day. If you find a career that aligns with your true north, with um, like your, I guess, kind of plan you have for yourself. Yeah. If you have a career that aligns with all that, you're not going to be so unhappy. The anxiety is probably going to eliminate itself. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more balanced. Very. Yeah. Because you're going to, let me just say you can find that you don't have to be like, I don't know. I feel like the older generation, they like to be like, nobody wants to work. And they like to think that our generation is lazy and all that. But yeah. it's like, I just think that we value balance more. And th- that whole thing where it's like, oh, nobody likes their job. That doesn't have to be true. I was going to say, I feel like this, like our generation, we almost know what we want even if we feel lost but like we won't put up with like toxic work environments like we'll leave no. even if it's two months we're like, like well good luck gonna- <laughs> bye <laughs> like and just like our parents generation like doesn't think don't think like that because I feel like they're so stuck in the mindset of like oh this is my career for the rest of my life like they think job hopping's like insane that's so true I was I having never this conversation with my aunt because we were having like a little heart to heart a few weeks ago. Yeah. Which like I rarely have with her, but she was saying <laughs> that it's I'm like, you want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's the uh, next episode thing. <laughs> but no, because she was saying she was like, she was in her career, like, or her job position, like for her whole 40 years, 30 years. Oh, wow. And she retired early because she has a government job, which is nice. But that's the only job she ever had out of college and like us like we'll job hop to get like higher pay or just for a better experience yeah (laughs) and so I think that's just where the two generations like differentiate basically yeah and then I also just feel like if you find a job that aligns with your your calling your true north your passion whatever you want to call it if it Mm -hmm. just aligns with your vision and what you want for yourself. Um, what I was talking about balance is like, if you're, if you are unhappy, just cause you spend so much of your day. And I think, I think somebody said online, I don't know if this is like true, but a third of your life is spent working. Uh, um, yeah. So that, that's a that. lot. That's a lot. So if yeah. you spend so much of your time being unhappy, how, how exhausting. Mm-hmm. And then it affects like your relationships. Yeah. Um, you're going to be too tired because you're, you're not happy. You're depressed. And that just affects the rest of your life, you know, and you don't want that. 
And no. it's, it's going to show up in other ways in your life if you're unhappy. And you spend so much of your time working. You should find something that aligns with you so that you're not unhappy. Like maybe this whole term dream job, It I don't like it. I don't think it's a good goal to have because it's just, I don't know. It leaves you fantasizing a lot. And it, it can be unrealistic and draining if you don't have that. But find a job that you don't hate, basically. Yeah. And if it's like in an industry that you like, great. That's the goal. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Like fashion, if I were to work in what I wanted to, if I were to work at a big brand like that, it would be a lot like Devil Wears Prada. And Mm -hmm. I'm too sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like even like the quote unquote tough skin I grew, I'm still very sensitive, which, you know, yeah, it's it's just it's hard, especially industries. You don't want to be miserable. Basically, it's just going to affect the other aspects of your life so i don't know i think journaling would help a lot i think so too because you kind of get to see your thoughts in front of you versus like spiraling in your head yeah so yeah <laughs> i'm like that that was um i don't want to say all over the place because we did hit important things but i think just giving context to like where we're at in our careers is helpful for this episode and just kind of addressing like all of our thoughts that we had in our head <sighs> career anxiety man we could make a part two honestly i could yeah what did those um phd students write they write uh, oh my god their thesis yeah i could do a whole thesis, <laughs> a thesis. on this <laughs> i'm so passionate about this the way that you popped off with the last episode with seasonal depression oh my god yes that's me with this one like uh I wrote my college thesis on TikTok um, affecting our mental health. Like in a bad way? Mm-hmm. Or social media in general. Because I took a class on like the negative effects of social media, basically. Mm. And it's crazy. I actually did a whole debate in college about the effects of social media. Somebody, the person against me was saying that it has a negative effect. And I had the other one. The like, oh, it's great. Which like, well, there's both sides. Yeah, I definitely see both sides. Um, I but my version, like my whole argument was that it depends on the user. It's like user error. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it's like you. Everybody's gonna take it differently. Mm-hmm. But like, the great things it can do too, I think people forget. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I I honestly see both sides perfectly <laughs> yeah sometimes when i'm like down a rabbit hole of like self-comparison i just then remember that's, yeah <laughs> like my college professor had compared scrolling and like receiving likes to like a gambling machine <laughs> like when you win you're getting that like serotonin validation and that's what Wait, makes you coming back that was me when i posted our first reel oh my god okay it popped off though oh my <laughs> god you guys our first reel ever posted on our instagram at beyond the filter pod <laughs> self plug if you want to follow <laughs> um it popped off i think right now it's at a hundred and i was just gonna fifteen thousand views let's see yeah give me the stats Oh my God, one 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 said a hundred and eleven thousand. And let me crazy. the stats for this. Let I know. Me just show Can you. Look it up? This is like a gambling problem because I know us talking about this. Yes, because as it kept growing, I literally kept refreshing or like closing Instagram and opening it back up, and I was like, "Look, it's growing." <laughs> <laughs> literally, me. I would like text you every morning. Oh my God, is that fifty k now? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh my God." I don't know how I did that. But I know. I was going to say, I wasn't expecting it to. No. And then the one off. after 315 views. 
it's okay. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just like, ignore it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And that one was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Okay. So it has 111,000 111, views, a th- over 1,000 likes. It was sent over 1,000 times and it was saved Jeez. over 100 times. So I'm like, I was obsessed with that. And I was like, people like us. I'm like, you're telling me a hundred over a hundred thousand people saw a cute video of us. They saw our faces. I know. <laughs> and then when the last one, I don't want to say it tanked. It's it, it tanked. It tanked. <laughs> when it tanked, I was like, everybody hates me. <laughs> Did I tell you? Now we're just like going off on a tangent, but um I think I told you about my TikTok getting taken down of Starbucks. You didn't tell me the like story. Oh, okay. So I posted, not the one I just posted like two days ago or whenever I was over last. Oh, that's the one I thought you were talking about. No, it's when the holiday drinks first came out. So I made a cute little like TikTok of Mm. me going to Starbucks, getting my little holiday drink. It got taken down. For what? Apparently violating community guidelines. Like what guideline? I don't know. I'm like, I Mm. don't know why. And so I appealed it and they're like, oh, they basically were like, sorry for the inconvenience like your post is restored next morning gets taken down again so i don't know if i'm like shadow banned either because like my views haven't been that great i'm like i should just delete it at this point oh god i know (laughs) this is what happens when you put everything on social media i'm like wow i didn't realize me going to starbucks was (laughs) a violation (laughs) on tiktok that's controversial yeah I'm like, I just wanted my little cake pop and holiday drink. <laughs> You're like, I just wanted a cute gingerbread yeah, chai. No, seriously. Which is amazing, by the way. So good. What I don't want that? one again. Iced gingerbread, gingerbread oat, oat milk, milk chai. chai. Tea latte. What a mouthful. It's so good. It's so good. Also, I got it one night at like 3 p.m. And I didn't finish it. So I saved it for the next day. And it was still perfect. Still superb. That is Christmas in a cup. Ugh, I should have gotten one today because it's double stars day. I guess next Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'll be over again soon. All right. Well, that's all we have today. If we don't shut up now, we never will. This episode will be five hours long. Yeah. So that's all we have today about career anxiety. Um, I hope you guys can relate to us. I know we're not the only ones that feel this way. We send each other TikToks all about career anxiety. Career anxiety constantly. So I know we're not alone. Um, I hope this helps you not feel super alone either and we gave i think we gave some pretty good tips so um i think so too i hope that helps and i think just remembering that you're on your own path which i feel like we could both <laughs> take our own advice sometimes God. but i think the moral of the story is everyone's on their own path and you'll get where you want to one day yeah comparing yourself is not going to get you anywhere no i think i read somewhere comparison is the thief of joy which i need to repeat to myself often like just stick that all over your mirror yeah maybe (laughs) i should get it tattooed on me um i think i saw i think it was bradley cooper i love him you know what i'll give a different example because i don't remember i was gonna say something about he had like his breakthrough role it was the hangover I think I saw that, but I, oh, yeah. I might be wrong. I love that movie. Um, well, do you know who Matt Reif is, the comedian? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where you're going with this. What he said on Continue. Jimmy Fallon? Yes. Yep. So he's a really great comedian. And anyway, um, he was on Jimmy Fallon and he was saying that he had been, I, th- I don't know if he was posting comedy on TikTok or doing something, but mm-hmm. he had been trying basically to make it as a comedian for years. And it got to the point where he was like, 
it's obviously not going to happen for me. Um, like maybe I'm just not meant to do this. Like, am I being, am I being delusional? And let me just add, I have called, uh, my other friend, Jackie, you all know Jackie, but (laughs) I've called Jackie before like crying. It was actually at the beginning of this year in January saying that exact same thing. She gets it because she works, um, in social media too. So she gets it just like, it took her a long time to grow also. Yeah. So I was like, what am I doing all this for? Like, I've been doing it so consistently for a long time. And then I can't make a living off of it. Like, maybe I should just be taking that as a sign. It's been years. Like, maybe it's time to just try to pursue something else. And the point is, Matt Reif, he was like, one video blew up for me. And it's just took off. Skyrocketed from Ever there. since. Yeah. And that's sometimes, you know, you just got to be patient. Like, sometimes you just... I think this is what I was saying, taking, detaching yourself from the outcome and Mm -hmm. just doing it because you love it and and you're passionate. I think the world will, will repay you one day. Just, just keep doing it. Don't give up. Patience is a virtue. Mm. Look at you with all these cliches. I know. They're true though. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I literally need to remind myself of them. I know. I have to do that too. I had a goal for this year. I'm going to shut up now, but I had a goal. For this year to get paid by at least one brand. Ooh. Haven't. Oh. It's November. Well, you still have one month. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Girl. I hope so. You can do it. That was also my goal last year. Oh. <laughs> but I'm not going to give up. No. It takes time. And this is the first year I think things have been popping off a little bit more for my TikTok. Honestly, yeah. Because you've had a few viral videos yeah and i've yeah. sold a good amount of etsy guides mm-hmm. i think i sold over 100 this year Ooh. so i'm like this is just a reminder okay yeah do not compare yourself you will be fine if you're listening to this that means you're probably more privileged than others and we're, we should be very grateful for what we do very. have yeah and not what we don't basically mm-hmm. just just enjoy your life good note to end on yeah i'm gonna shut up now <laughs> well you've enjoyed this episode feel free to leave us a little review please leave us a very nice review that's what helps our um, content get pushed out to other listeners if you listen to a podcast that's similar to ours um it'll show up as like a more like this type of suggestion Mm -hmm. so please if you enjoy leave us a review follow us on instagram and tiktok yes we leave all of that in the show notes yeah but at Beyond the Filter Pod, mm-hmm. in case you're too lazy to look at the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I am half the time. Yeah. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye.